Hello and welcome to 709 Meridian, an audio commentary podcast YouTube stream thing where we now have watch along versions. My name's Andrew. And this is D. We are finishing off the uh, 80s to 90s duology FX and FX2. I can't remember the subtitle. Um, <laughs> shit, it's not. Is it Deadly Art of Illusion or? Yeah, it's the Deadly Art of Illusion okay. as opposed to the first movie, which was um, uh, something, something, Illusion. Murder, murder, murder by, by illusion. illusion. Yeah. Yeah. So but this is. That, the subtitle of the first one somehow got lost to time. And this one, of course, being the sequel, I guess, they pushed Deadly Art of Illusion for, I guess, the advertising campaign. Yeah. So, um, 1991, a sort of, it's here though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 1991's the, the year that wasn't the year of the Rocketeer and nothing has been good since. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I so like the Rocketeer. I love the Rocketeer. So, but nobody, nobody appreciated the Rocketeer. Nope. Um, but yeah, so 1987 or no 86, so it was five years. And um Brian Dennehy's career, I feel like was in a little bit better shape than Brian Brown's because Brian Dennehy was a you know he's a character actor yeah. in addition to the occasional uh lead roles. He did a lot of TV movie leads and things like that, but he was yep. perfectly happy being a character actor in, you know, presumed innocent and I'm sure he had other shit out in 91. Wasn't he in uh Silverado? He was in Silverado at the beginning. Yeah, he ne- when he never led a theatrical movie. I don't feel like he always was it was always either part of a duo or he was in a, mm-hmm. an ensemble. Cool. Um, Brian Brown, of course, was trying to be the movie star. And by 93, I was actually looking somewhere else. He did a TV movie called The Age of Treason, which was set in ancient Rome, where he was a detective or something alongside not Fabio, but somebody like Fabio. And I'm just like, I didn't think it fell apart this quick for me. It might have been 92. So Brian Brown needed a hit. And really? Like made for HBO didn't come a calling? Wow. So I was trying to think because this one's directed by. Yeah. This one's directed by Richard Franklin, who directed Psycho 2. And he might be Australian. He directed, I thought, Road Games with. Jamie Lee Curtis, but don't quote me on that. I'm not looking it up. But the first <laughs> one, Robert Mandel did a TV movie called uh, Perfect Witness with Aiden Quinn for HBO. And Brian Dennehy might have co-starred in that. Um, and it was sort of a, it had shades of uh, FX in it. And it was Brian Dennehy, yeah. So they did work together again in 89, Brian Denny on TV. But yeah, so, but yeah, Brian Brown, what are we going to do? We're going to watch it. 
FX2, which also has oh, Rachel Ticketin. No talk thanks about. to Paul Hogan. <laughs> yeah, Paul Hogan was uh kind of stole that Australian thunder touched there. Touched by an angel done by now, too, I think. Yeah, he, he yeah. ran all through all that. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah, let's set her up here. All right. Yeah, too bad there are three crocodile dundees. Otherwise, we could do crocodile dundee this summer. Uh. <laughs> Second one's good. The second one is good. I second like the, good. the tone yeah, shift. Mm-hmm. Second one's a good sequel. Third one's yeah. not good. Third one's terrible. No. First I one's, forgot all about it. You know, not the worst, but like the second one is really where they figured it out. And they, yeah, they did right <laughs> by the second one. And then, but because it was the eighties, they didn't do a fucking third one in time, and it all went to shit. <laughs> Which is the story of the eighties uh, sequel. Yeah. <laughs> you want to count it off? Counting off in three, two, one, play. There <laughs> we go. MGM. MGM, Leo. He's an old buddy of ours here. Oh, there we go. Orion again. So uh, 91, this might have been when Orion was in bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So and Orion did try doing sequels to stuff. And like, they were just running out of business at the time. Uh-huh. Look, we're back Dirty. in New York. Oh, and we've got the smooth jazz 90s score. The night heat theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, coming Some at playfulness, you. though. We got a little playfulness. <laughs> got it. They rented a helicopter to fly around New York. Rachel Ticketin, Joanna Gleason. Who did a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Philip Bosco, who did a lot of everything tom mason this is like siskel and ebert theme music right it very much is kevin oak and kevin j o'connor um (laughs) who would have thought that he would have become one of the more recognizable um yeah so i mean i I feel like this New York intro to remind you that it's in New York, it's going to be filmed in Toronto. So this is them overcompensating and they got a Lalo Schifrin score. So uh, it's Lalo. So there's like Mm -hmm. some class to it, but it's not the same as the first one. No. And Lalo Schifrin's last really good score I was probably in the 80s, if not in the 70s. Like, Well, he ended up doing uh, Rush Hour. I think he did all of those. Wow. Bill Condon wrote this one. That's right. Bill Condon, the um, director of... Well, shit, like everything right like Uh twilight five and six dream girls everything ah yes (laughs) 
that that actually looks like Canada. <laughs> yeah. Oh, looks yeah. Totally like a set. Yep. I think that's the uh, back lot where they shoot Frasier sometimes. Okay, so. <laughs> it's been years since I've seen this and I've only seen it a couple times. Oh shit, they're about to make a fucking Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wow. Uh... Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh god. Whoa. Okay. So presumably this is supposed to be a back lot, which means that that shot before was sort of a um, homage to the first one, just sort of a coolest one. Yeah. Hey, what movie do we pay for here? Uh, like, is this the Hidden Three? Oh no, it's a Terminator. Yeah. Uh. So I mean, was T two ninety one? Yeah, two. Yeah, so T two probably made in RoboCop two. It already dropped. Yeah. But especially T2 sort of started changing how people talked about special effects. So FX2 might have come too late for what they were doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, 91. Yeah, that was the year of T2. Yeah. I think that's what blew everything else out. cool slime and there we go yep there's Raleigh whoa 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 whoa. Raleigh Tyler okay so they are supposed to be on a street um, and it just looks like a freaking set. Okay. Yeah. They're filming on location on a set. <laughs> Raleigh passing along the information. He's out. We're just trying to bring him back in. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes, Rachel Ticketin, Ticketin. who... Was this it? Uh, when did uh, Total Recall come out? 80, 90. Okay, this was after that. Yeah. She still had a little heat around this point. I feel like... The leading lady here. Yeah. 
I feel like Rachel Ticketin and Elizabeth Pena were the great experiment of whether or not white people were going to be okay with a yeah. Hispanic leading lady. And the answer was no. No, they just kind of shrugged them off. Oh. Both of them. Yep. And Which they were sucks. both really good. Yep. Too. So this, of course, was great for trailer stuff. Because uh, they could do creepy clown stuff. It might be Boogaloo Shrimp in the clown outfit. Okay. Turbo from the uh, breaking movies. It's supposed to be a robot, though. But they don't know how that works. <laughs> they don't have that kind of budget. He also played the Urkel bot on Family Matters. Okay. Yes, since uh, getting however many millions of dollars, Raleigh has become a robotics engineer. I believe that Boogaloo Shrimp. <laughs> oh, she got a watch. She didn't get an engagement ring, but she got a watch. But she's still special. Yes. <laughs> Though he's a millionaire, could have. <laughs> oh, look how nifty Raleigh's place is. Mm-hmm. So. Is there any better stepdad than a how is special this not, effects guy? How is this not adapted into a Ruby Spears cartoon? Right? Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> FX the next generation or something. <laughs> oh shit. Does do they get in trouble because of her ex-husband? I think you're right. Yeah, he's a cop, I think. He brings Raleigh in on something and there's some dirty mess going on. Yeah. So it's pretty similar to the first one where there's a lot of double crossing. That is an outfit on that guy. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully this will show up in the watch along, but he's wearing a sort of a leather vest over a plaid shirt. <laughs> oh, he's, he's dressed so- like Tim Allen. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking the kid to work. Okay. very very generic police station set holy shit especially compared to the first one oh and philip bosco oh i think i remember the plot now 
it is kind of like FX one remade in Canada, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Philip Bosco forever. The captain. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so now we're just skipping over to this guy who should be a recognizable actor as part of the movie, but he's not a recognizable actor. Is that Tom Mason? Should have gotten Adam Arkin. That would have been fine. No, he would have been a, no. Yeah, he would have been a little young for this, probably. But thanks to the video and cable markets, people were a lot less mm, embarrassed to make movies in Canada in the nineties. <laughs> Oh. oh, I wonder if the flame on fingers are going to come in handy later. Right. Oh, these two are just romantical. Mm-hmm. Brian Brown's a ladies man. Literally, like ladies <laughs> like Brian's Brown. So he had to have his romance with the oh, but single wait. parent. Oh, little kid coming in with the uh, dad. Cool. What's up? <laughs> there we go. Yikes. Oh, he wants to do uh, Nighthawks. See, <laughs> <sighs> he just wants to be left alone, see? So, at the end of the first movie, when everybody thought he was dead, he went to Switzerland, got the money with Brian Dennehy, and then moved back to New York under his own name? Yeah. Yeah. They're hoping certain details get just glossed Mm. over. It's one of those sequels. That was kind of every sequel. Like, <laughs> Robocop, Weekend at Bernie's, like. <laughs> this idea of strict continuity between sequels did not really get to be a well, thing unless, until. Unless you were back to the future, because right? you had to. You had, that was part of the, the deal. Yeah. 
But other than that, I would say the the strictest continuity didn't start until. Uh, yeah. For a while. Late. I mean, it could be the prequel trilogy. Like, Maybe. Because nothing out like Indiana Jones didn't have that much and it never bumped into it, but no. Not until Lucas started <laughs> messing what? around with the young Indiana Jones crop. <laughs> I guess Lethal Weapon. The third one, the fourth one had continuity issues, and the diehards didn't really, they didn't either because they were just action sequels. They never got that involved with it. But Uh -uh. uh, so it was kind of, it would have been normal that, you know, eh, if you watched it on TV and didn't pay enough attention, you might still get it. There's the old logo. There's some Brian Brown on display. (laughs) For the lady. And he's back at it. Why not? Ooh. I am not thrilled about this FX2 theme. <laughs> it's probably what gave him the idea to develop the TV show. Yeah, it does feel like if this had been like Midnight Run had the TV series and you obviously weren't mm. going to get De Niro back, but no. like what if you did a straight TV movie sequel series to FX with Brian Brown? That's feasible. Like they could have done that. Yeah, too. they could have done that. Like maybe Brian Dennehy could dip in every mm. now and then. Because Brian Dennehy did TV eventually. Yeah, I mean you, you might have been able to get away with that idea. But here we are, seventeen minutes in, and we're getting the mirror gag that ended the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> wow okay this is cg 13 kids yeah well uh, yeah so this one they said that they cut it down from an r to a pg-13 to try to appeal to basically the kids who'd seen the first one on tv or on video or whatever but uh i don't know if that Layla Schifrin score on an r-rated movie wow that would have been <laughs> yeah that that that's theme song territory yeah, right there. Because like R-rated thrillers were definitely a thing of this era, but they tended to have not bad music. Like they yeah, better music than that. Yeah. Well, it's probably a fucking camera, dude. Like <laughs> Oh, 
It's a very 1990 outfit on Brian Brown there. Yeah, that sweater, man. Mm. Wow. Very nice apartment uh, building in Toronto there. Well, it's, it looks like uh, it's Chicago's Twin City, right? Mm. So it's either Toronto or somewhere in Chicago. <laughs> but definitely Toronto. I think I've only seen this like two or three times. I've seen this. <laughs> I know I saw it at the the Morton Grove. <laughs> it's just one of those afternoons where you had nothing to do. And you're <laughs> so like, you like, well, there. I'm going to go see the, uh, FX2 and air conditioning. FX2, yeah, and air conditioning. Then you go theater hop to whatever the hell else is up All there. Right. Well, it's just also like a weird PG-13 because even if you're 13 and you liked the first one on TV and you have interest in this one, it's not, yeah, it's not like a, I want to go to the theater to see FX2. Like, you know, the first one's a grown-up movie that you just happen to get a lot of. Right, exactly. And so... It just it's just not it's it's got a weird target audience. Yeah. Because 13-year-old girls didn't think Brian Brown was hot. He was yeah, from Brian Brown wasn't. right? Like Right, he was definitely the mothers thought he was cute. So And that fella there, the other cop, he's from something. I think he played on um, the Highlander TV show. The, the one black guy in the movie? Yeah. yeah. The one black guy in New York? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were on name Highlander, you were, uh, you were Canadian. Yeah. I forget... Uh, God. Take a look as we wait for the stalker oh, the to whole, strike. The whole thing to go down here. I don't remember. I don't remember if it goes bad or if something happens in the follow up. Okay, FX2. The black guy is. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. in the window. Yep. Oh, hey, and PG thirteen nudity. Oh, wait a second. 
Whoa. That is a lot of nudity for PG-13. Ain't it? Well, it's backside. Ooh, side side. That's the other thing is you can't really like advertise it for that either. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> kind of like uh, we get a Bernie's too, right? You can't be like, hey, we've actually got some nudity here. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna guess that guy's name is. Philip Aiken? Yeah. He played DeSalvo. <laughs> I think that was his name on Highlander. Let me take a look. So... Too Much Mist... He was in the remake of, he was in the TV movie remake of Taking Pelham 1, 2, 3. Uh-huh. Highlander, 17 episodes. Uh-huh. So did he not stick with it or was he a guest star? Uh, he played the buddy for a while. I think they killed him off the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah. The, only, he's the only black guy. The only brother on the off. show. It's a rolling <laughs> gift. Yeah. And even he played a villain, uh, Roland Gift. Oh, now he's going to uh, mess around. Right. Stop that shit, Mike. Like, dumbass. Oh. Oh, Mike got a self killed then. Shit. Yeah, it's one of those where you're like, if you took this seriously, everything would have been fine. Right. So, like, it's hard to have sympathy. Yeah, especially as all clowning like that. Presumably, Raleigh's talking to the cops. But they don't seem like they're paying attention. Now he's fucking around more. Yeah, like a dumbass. Ninety-one... They couldn't do a bit where it's going to be a different apartment because it hadn't been Silence of the Lambs yet. Boy, he's going to come from the other side, right? He's coming from the wrong side. 
won't, won't. Because there's too much steam. Yeah. Oh, wow. Practical effects, just like in... Uh... Oh, wait. Yeah. It was not the stalker. Nope. Somebody else did it. It's a frame up. <laughs> okay, so uh Bosco's in on it then, huh? Yep, Bosco's in on it. That's the surprise. Just like Mason Adams, eh? Yep. <laughs> Same fucking movie. Uh-oh. Wait a second. You look suspect. Get back here. You're too young to have gray hair. <laughs> you must be an assassin. I mean, it took him a long ass time to get good assassins in movies. Like, <laughs> they always got somebody shitty to play the fucking, like, mini boss assassin. Man. Yeah. It was rough. <laughs> And it wasn't like some weirdo. It was always like Brian James. Yeah. Wait. He didn't do it? Oh. Oh, no. Somebody else who said deadly out of illusion. Uh, oh, so they're going to blame Raleigh for all the smoke. Wow. Yep. Shut off that wow. smoke machine, Raleigh. Raleigh, damn you and your smoke machine. You got your girlfriend's ex-husband killed. How much fucking dry ice do you think that took? We're <laughs> taking a shower, not having a Willie Nelson bus simulation. <laughs> ah. So they weren't recording the video. Presumably. Because uh. if they had been, he would be clued in. Like the watch and the camera. Wait a minute. So hey. he should be suspicious of Bosco. Yeah. Like immediately. He's done this before. Didn't Bosco do wasn't he a dirty cop in Dream Team? One of yeah, so yeah, yeah. like Philip Bosco's usually dirty. He he got tight or he's just the captain. Yeah, well, he can do the captain, but like he started doing dirty cop bit. Yeah, seems like he's stuck with that. I wouldn't put a past a Perry Mason TV movie past Philip Bosco either. 
No, he probably did a couple. If Ronnie Cox did one. (laughs) Philip Bosco can do one. Yeah. Either Perry Mason or Matt Locke. So we called, okay, so he's got a tape. Andy called Leo on his mobile phone, on his old flip phone. How'd it go? <laughs> right off cue. Yep. The laugh track. <laughs> Fade out. Are we after the funeral, I'll bet? No, oh, you just got home from the funeral. Yeah. Now they're going to find are those kids pictures? Oh, the cops are already there. Oh, they're going to frame them. Yep. Mike was a dirty cop. They might still be trying to get the, yeah, they're trying to get, they're cleaning off the computer. Uh-huh. Because Mike was using his son's computer to look at. Yeah, he was on or something. Like in 1991 text art porn or something. <laughs> you can have those discs, kid. <laughs> Not those discs. What is that kid's disc? Is it, what's the name of the fucking game from War Games? <laughs> Thermonuclear War. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play Thermonuclear War. <laughs> is that, who's talking? Okay, so that was Philip Bosco. Squeezing the kid. It's New York, so you've got a panhandler, um, a punk. There's somebody, <laughs> the black the guy dancing. It looks like the same corner where they shot the movie. Yeah, it does. Ah. <sighs> uh. It's another one of those lots of build up. <laughs> so, yeah, goes down. we still haven't seen uh, no sign of Brian Dennehy yet. But this time around, it's supposed to be a straightforward, you know, team up because they're buddies this time around. Oh, 
Now we're revealing something to string Raleigh along, just like the first one, only without being on location in New York. (laughs) (laughs) What in the (laughs) fuck? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. There's a. Yeah. Location shot. Uh, Location shot of a car in motion. (laughs) Just like the first movie ended with. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Got that 90s van. Yep. God, I remember that. They used to sell those like it was (laughs) space age looking shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Aerostar, wasn't it? Aerostar. So they've got the box of discs. Hey, kid who might be in danger later on. Because the kids might end up in danger in this one, right? Yeah. And there's some point where he gets kidnapped or something. Yeah. This is post uh, child's play, so you could have kids in danger. Kids in danger, yeah. Post Macaulay Culkin, too. I think the, the bad son, the good son, <laughs> might have been out by now. Oh, come on, dude. Is this Raleigh's lab? Oh, it's Raleigh's fake video enhancement lab. Enhance. Enhance. He's got that uh, party crasher (laughs) program going (laughs) from me to you. God, we gotta do that <laughs> the hard way. From me to you. We can do a uh, John Batham, yeah, special action special drop zone, drop zone in the hard way. Yep, just what I was thinking. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, he's zooming in again. I love how, like, the special effects thing, I'm just like... It looks like the intro to Tales from the Dark Side. The pixelated shit. So... Oh, no! Is that a trailer shot? I mean, this one does really mimic a lot of the structure of the first one because he has the fight with the fucking assassin. It's it's kind of a... Well, this one's more persistent than this one, I remember. He gets beat up a lot. Okay. He's the coyote to his, you know, roadrunner. Is that a fake Terminator skull? Yeah. Yep. But prescient since Terminator... Two would not have been. I suppose it would have been announced by the time they made this, but 
Oh yeah, that teaser. I can't remember the timeline. The teaser of it. was around forever. Was it okay? I remember when that teaser came out, everybody was like, "Oh, T two." <laughs> Into the fish tank. Hell yeah. And I again, like, and Switcher was doing unspeakable things with that dummy. Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Again, like MacGyver, um, Raleigh does not like to use guns or weaponry. No. And in this one, of course, he he definitely shows his skills with non-lethal weapons. <laughs> That's actually like one of the more witty <laughs> things they've had in this is the Yeah, the, the dummy. The dummy fighting being choked too, yeah. You could clearly see this somebody in a costume. I don't know, man. <laughs> if we do those battles, we might have to do. We might have to do stakeouts too. We might have to do a special John Badham season. Whoa. Okay. Is he dead? Yep. They're both well, dead. I think he gets up. There's. Or, oh, yeah. uh, it's always good to have a fire pole in your living room for well, just that reason. Die. I thought he got away and then he kept coming back. Damn, it really has been a long time since I've seen this. <laughs> There's an hour left. There's wait, who's that opening the shadows? If there's somebody in the shadows, it's Brian Dunn. Huh? No, you were right. <laughs> Are, is he tearing? Yes, he is. He's tearing Brian Brown's clothes off for the late days. Wow. <laughs> Same as the first movie. He was mm. throwing anything at the guy coming at him. Of course, running across furniture between FX and this, it had uh, Die Hard, which sort of mm-hmm. epitomized Whoa. the thing. Yep, it's getting... It was going to be an R. Don't forget. And they already weren't paying attention to the button side boobs, so they were going to let him get away with stuff. What's he doing? Putting oh, he's going to drown him in the fish tank. Oh, but the gun that's is a, in the fish tank. That's a trailer shot. Hey, his hands are. Had a sacrifice to fish. Oh. But he didn't shoot the guy. Right. And he's now in wet, torn up clothes. (laughs) Somehow he got a hold of the gun. Has there the only person, Australian guy who's come over here and not been a heartthrob has basically been Russell Crowe, right? Mm. (laughs) Like Chris Hemsworth, all of the Hemsworths. Hugh Jackman, like, I'm just like, I don't know, man, I don't know. Hugh Jackman should have remade this. This, Crocodile, Dundee, should have done them all. All it requires is having your shirt off. Hugh Jackman doing 
FX. That would have been solid. Sense. That would have been solid. I think he could have done Crocodile on D2. It would have been weird having they would have had to do it as a period piece, but yeah. Probably, yeah. Uh-huh. Hugh Jackman and like a good team up guy, that would have been great. Is that Brian Denny fucking around? Or is that the bad guy? It's the bad guy. Uh, it's the bad guy. There's Brian but Dennehy. Here comes Brian Dennehy. Brian Denny drove all the way to Canada to kill some driving. Guy. Driving Ernest Borgnine's cabbie. Yeah. A non-mustachioed Brian Denny yes. this time around. He was not willing to mustachio up. Snake, I thought you were dead. Oh, he lived. You're right, he's gonna roadrunner it or Wiley Coyote it. Yeah. Okay. So this is <laughs> Brian Dennehy's apartment or his what the fuck? It's his safe house? Yeah. Who's in there? Is it Joe Grafasi? <laughs> oh, look. Oh, look who's back. Oh, you know. <laughs> well, that's right. He, he has like a he has a speakeasy for an apartment. <laughs> Oh, he inherited it from. Wow. Oh, no, he opened a joint. He came back with his stolen money and opened a, a bar. Okay. Well, I think he just bought it. And lives there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now we got to talk through the plot forty five minutes in. Mm-hmm. Mm, there aren't enough characters in that like they're, they're, the balance is off like that was the thing the first one was really talky because like he went yeah. and he talked to Cliff DeYoung and then he had to go talk to Mason Adams and Mason then he had Adam. to go talk to Cliff DeYoung and then he had to talk to Mason Adams and then he had to talk to <laughs> Diane Benora twice and things like that so like there was hey. a lot of talking but it was not did, like Roscoe Orman was in there somewhere <laughs> yeah and then the first murder, and then yeah, and it's just like this one is they're cramming a lot in this little uh isn't it shorter? Uh well, that's about the same runtime. Oh, okay. 
but they've got the kid that they've got to oh, fit in. Yeah. And Brian Dennehy does isn't a natural return to the story, like. I just watched um, Star Trek The Next Generation, the Best of Both Worlds episode, Mm -hmm. where his daughter guest starred, Dennehy's daughter, Mm -hmm. Commander Shelby. It's funny to see how similar they are. Uh, Yep. Hey, it's It's the same. It's the same chick. She straightened her hair. There's that continuity. Yep. You've got the leads. You've got the giant monster. They flew all that shit to Canada, man. They flew all (laughs) that shit to Canada. What do you mean they never really did a thing? He left as a schlub and now he's back. Like, yeah, the filling in of where everybody went, that doesn't work because. No, this is kind of weekend at Bernie's timing. Yeah. (laughs) This would have worked if it was right after the first one. But we already established like this is five years later and somehow time stagnated, but not really. Yeah. Computer scenes are also, by 91, they're going to be pretty exclusively bad until the end of time. That's that Superman 3's Metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> we filmed on A Street twice. Here they are in their fucking rundown generic police station. Wow. Uh, Wow. Okay. Right by him. Yep. Because he's a he's a working man. He's a he looks like a stripper, actually. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That that, that useless looking work hat. Like uh, he's also wearing shorts. shorts. What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) oh oh man damn wow he's pretty old to be trying out this uh angle oh see homage to uh cocktail cocktail there yeah see he lives there (laughs) yeah That's so cool. So, yeah, Rachel Ticketson's been gone for a while. Yeah. 
especially for the leading lady. Yeah. Did she do? She did do uh, "Steal Big, Steal Little." That uh, Andy Garcia one that Andrew Davis did after Fugitive. Yeah, they they yeah. really tried with her. Yeah. Okay, so oh wow, uh, yeah. Now welcome to two of our named okay. cast members, yeah, and Joanna Gleason. I thought we'd already seen Kevin J. O'Connor, and he was like a side uh, special effects sidekick, but nope. Okay. He's part of this case that seems to just be appearing. I wonder if it'll be important. And oddly enough, it's, (laughs) I think it's the fucking rest of the case or the rest of the movie. Joanna Gleason, of course, who went on to uh, play uh, Marky Mark's mom and Boogie Nights is probably what she's (laughs) most remembered for. I used to think she was mostly a TV actress. Yeah. Yeah. I so, think. so I was kind of shocked to see her in this. Like, what the fuck? The Knott's Landing chick is in this? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever show she was on. There were people who did. There was, that was like a thing for a bit. Like, it, it added some credibility to your mm-hmm. to your thing there. Like Morgan Fairchild did a lot of that too. Yeah. Okay. The door wasn't closed before. Is that? <laughs> Was it from that angle? Uh. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Or she's got one of those movie offices where she's got a. Because the the assistant's supposed to be bringing coffees. This is a uh, age appropriate romance for Brian Dennehy. Right, they didn't throw him somebody who was like 19. Right. A lot of talk about this criminal conspiracy stuff. Just a lot of talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, what? (laughs) It opens out? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was they when they came in there. Out? Yeah, I thought
I, I feel like if Brian Dennehy was going to start romancing all the ladies, he would have done it after he came back with a million dollars or whatever. Also, do you see that New York phone book in the back? Like, they're just like, we got real New York phone books. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's authentic. They should have just we said gotta dress it. this office up. <laughs> they just should have said it in fucking Toronto. I don't care. Just do it. Yeah, it would have made a little more sense. Now, she had two cat-related decorations. I wonder if that's going to matter. I don't think that's uh, filmed on location at the Staten Island Correctional Facility. Mm. Okay, so he's got a whole fucking investigation story? Jesus. Right, I don't even remember all this shit. There's not a lot of special effects going on right now. I'll just say that. Not a lot of special effects. Basically turn it to the first movie where it's just... The mystery here is threadbare, though. Yeah. It's really thin as fuck. Because everybody's talking about it. And then the first one, we saw it. Like... Okay. (sighs) Uh, Before he became the weasel in the the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> I think Kevin J. O'Connor, I think I remember what the deal is with this, but uh well he's part of the, the family, right? The mafia family. Yeah. Or whatever. He's playing nice. Yeah. Brian Denny just realized who it is. <laughs> God, why didn't Brian Denny live long enough to be in Sin City? He did live long enough to be in Sin City. Did he live long enough? He just wasn't young enough to be. Yeah, he should have been in Sin City. Damn. Oh. So we 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 missed Raleigh going back to the apartment, which could have been a special effects related scene. Oh yeah, he's he's got his he's got Pennywise, yeah. Experiment, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Pennywise gummy, <laughs> which is essentially like a fucking Iron Man suit, and it's weird how that completely got forgotten for <laughs> uh. 
20 years of movies that like drones were interesting it was like once we got cgi it all just they, became about doing everything and see, seeing what it was like yeah. in cgi it's kind of weird oh god that's right okay there's stolen valuable Italian art pieces. Now, in any other sequel, they would have said, hey, we got to go across the world to find these things. <laughs> but, let's, let's use your expertise of special effects to get us there. You know? Yeah. <sighs> but this is FX2. Yeah. You got Canada, New York. (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) Okay, I think we're about to get... Are we going to get Rachel Ticketon in danger? Yeah, the hitman, I think, goes after her. At this point. Yep, there you go. And they're just hanging out drinking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit! I forgot to call Rachel Ticketed. Ain't you the phone? That kid looked directly into the camera. <laughs> she 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 came in. She picked up the phone. She looked directly into the camera. She sat down. <laughs> yeah. Pika. The hard boiled egg thing is kind of scary. Be right. Like the booze <laughs> would keep, but the hard boiled eggs, yeah, that's stuff you gotta get rid of. That shit, they use the smell to cover the farts. <laughs> oh, yes, and phone talking scenes, kids. You don't, you don't remember. <laughs> They even made a movie about it. Speaking of which, Denise Calls Up got announced for a... Oh, look in the background. Look what they're watching. They're watching FX1. Wow. Um, Yeah, they never talk about what happens to the movie they were making in FX1. Right, since what's-her-face gets killed for real. Presumably, yeah. It must have been Poltergeist 4. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Denise calls up is coming out on fucking Blu-ray from Sony's Made on Demand thing. I pre-ordered wow. it. Yeah, I'm like fucking can't wait. It's gonna look great. <laughs> I thought they had a subplot about going on a tropical vacation. Yeah, they were supposed to go away together and.
Oh, she must be setting up straight here. Nope, here we go. <laughs> Aww. Look at that. Oh, well. Yeah. It's getting um, on with things. <laughs> the, uh, oh no, an old computer, computer store. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, only the eight year old can talk to the computer adults. Um, it's a nice tie into Weekend of Bernie's, too. Their, their flights could coincide. Oh, my God. See, International Computer Store or is the background a stationary store? Oh, shit. They're at a mall. Yep. Okay, now I'm remembering this. They're at a mall, and there's going to be mall action, I think. Oh, that's right. There's a whole... um, There's a sequence in the... uh, Like a grocery store or something. Yeah, the grocery store sequence. That might be the highlight. Oh my god, so they're sending a plain text police report. <laughs> and it is about the fucking medallions. <gasps> oh no, something's wrong though. Something's wrong with the modem transmission. <laughs> yeah, Aerostar. God. <laughs> so wait, Raleigh decided to go find her while Brian Denny he went to check up with what's her face. Okay. Hey, you can't go in there. The mall's closed. Hey, stop. Hey, you. <laughs> this is definitely a Canadian mall. Look at those phones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bang, bang. I don't think that guy got shot more than once. Like, I don't think he had two squibs on him. I think he only had the one squib. Eh, At least the hitman's getting rid of the... Yeah, he's not killing everybody. Oh, but wait! Seeing you shoot food at him, like yeah, he's gonna. It's gonna be some straight Home Alone shit coming up. 
I mean, MacGyvering shit only is cool until it's in a kid's movie. Like, right. Oh, shit. Does he set off the popcorn? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. This might have been a trailer. Some of it was. Yeah. See, it's just popcorn. Yeah, that's just. Does that say Pepsi cake? What the hell did that just say? <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> please let the big beans standy figure in, please. Oh, please. In ribs. Oh wow. Hairspray and barrettes, all you need to get out of any situation. Yes. Because there was just enough time to do this. He's walking real slow. This is also some of that stuff that it's like. They had to be terrified that kids were going to fucking do this right? shit. Like, and he does it in front of a kid. Mm-hmm. He's even. Could they be hiding behind these cans of baked beans? Oh, <laughs> he's slipping and sliding. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Get it? They're absorbing it. They're absorbing the bullets. Now he's covered in kitty litter. I got some music going. More playing with fire. Wouldn't you yeah, go the walk other right way? into it? Yep, there you go. Big dummy, you deserve to burn. I mean, so now yeah. we have the hitman deserved it and the Cop sort of deserved it, sort of. So you right. use syrup. It's already out feet off. They should have just fucking gotten Bruce Campbell for this part. Alicia would have gave him some lines, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would have had something funny to say. Mm-hmm. He would have had some personality with the hijinks. Come on out of there. (laughs) 
oh, that wasn't even the reflection I thought it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he's going to torture the. Uh, this was a big. The. the Plastic bag concern, like yeah. Don't try us at home, kids. Yeah, I can't believe they got away with the PG thirteen for that. Like, he waits a second too long. The guy dies. He's like, "Oops, <laughs> sorry, kid. You learned the wrong lesson from this." <laughs> Just an awkward ass ride home. Oh my goodness! So much shirtless oh. Brian Brown. More Brian Brown for you, ladies. For <laughs> the moms in the audience, there. The single moms who are like, oh, I've got this little piece of shit son. Oh, Brian you know, Brown. Brian oh. Brown still love me? Yes. She'll be a good daddy. <laughs> he walks around the house sprayed with glistening like fucking... <laughs> right? <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're... He moisturizes with baby oil. <laughs> Kind of slick there, Brian. Uh, that kid couldn't get a tear going. No. Okay, now here we are at the finest, um, finest Chinatown set. Um, Definitely in, somewhere downtown in Toronto. Toronto. Um, and he took her for a date at a food cart, sort of a throwback a little bit in a way to Weekend at Bernie's, where they went to, was it Heine's Hoonan or something? Oh, yeah. So it was her idea to go get egg rolls, presumably. Yep. What? It just became that sequel where we very intently kill off a beloved returning character. Jeez. Yep. So not cool, man. What the? Nope. It's just like, wow. Like, damn. He's got her blood in his hair or did he get grazed? Shit. Yeah, that's this. Yeah, it sucks. I remember it fuck fucking this movie. sucks. Yeah, you're just like, man, fuck you. Like, she gets murked like that. Yeah, no, that's not cool. Like, the hell? I don't even remember that shit. <laughs> what is this? The director's cut? <laughs> Damn. You'd fallen asleep and. He slept through that part. So, shit. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. This is just so much. 
the, the bad guys gotta pay now. Damn yeah. it. Yeah, they do. We were just fucking around up until this point. Yeah, it was just Rachel, Rachel Ticketon's ex-husband. Fuck that guy anyway. Right. Right? Like, <laughs> this bullshitting cop that fucking didn't have to die if he wasn't fucking around so much. <laughs> but now, <laughs> now this shit is serious. <laughs> this shit just got real. As you can tell from that very... The obvious lighting. Showtime original movie lighting. like Yeah. That Morticia Adams like. (laughs) (laughs) Zalman King's Red Shoe Diaries. (laughs) 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 Brian Brown and Brian Dennehy on the new Red Shoe Diaries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're planning to kill Linda Fiorentino. So <laughs> shit. Uh, oh shit. He was bleeding. And so now he goes uh, to this chick. Right. He had a, a plan B all along. What the f- Wow. No, you really don't remember. Okay. No, I. Okay. With Joanna Gleason, I think. Okay. Uh, if I'm right, I think um, she she does a pull. She pulls the Mason Adams too, right? I think, I think so. Yep. Making it even worse for for Leo. Um, right. Okay, so we do now establish she has a cat, so her office did not just have cat stuff. Ah. But Leo doesn't like cats. <laughs> the thing is ugly. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> have a drink, Leo. Is it poison? <laughs> we'll find out in a minute. Uh-oh. Wait a second, what happened to Rachel Ticketon and the son? Where are they now? They're still at the um the sisters? Yeah, the sisters, okay. I guess. They managed to But we didn't establish that, did we, after their escape? Yeah, that, that's where they were. Was it oh right when he was calling and yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. All the Brian, all the shirtless Brian Brown is is running the movie <laughs> together to me. <laughs> So much talking. Like the first hmm. one also did the talking in different places, right? Like they had Mason Adams and Brian Brown walking in New York City doing the conversation. They had Clifty Young and Brian Ad- Brian Brown in front of the window. Like they were mm-hmm. trying to like sort of integrate the some, scenery, yeah. the, the setting somehow. Some that reference this just, the scenery. This one just can't do because it's in Canada, except for this part. Yeah, look at that. 
which is a tour boat down from Canada. Somebody <laughs> splurged on a budget here. Mm-hmm. They filmed on the Staten Island Ferry. Because, you know, they could have just put a, a, an insert. They could have just been <laughs> blue screen. Oh, they really are in downtown. Uh, that's New York right there. That is, but I think I'm not betting that. Oh, they are. Look at that. Yeah, look, Radio Down City. Oh, yeah. Maybe don't save this for the end of your movie. <laughs> damn minivan (laughs) come on we're gonna get the treasure all right agent fx man whoa yeah okay cool it's a it's a New York City landmark where they are visiting, which uh, though at this point, who knows where they are? Yeah, the interior might be Raleigh. Canada just reading his Bible, right? The path of the righteous man. <laughs> <laughs> Does Brian Brown on Cameo? I want him to do that scene. (laughs) Inequities. (laughs) Shepherds the weak through the valley of dark darkness. (laughs) Oh. Oh, you will know. (laughs) (laughs) My name is the Lord. Does he make it out of this scene? I feel like we're getting one of the double crosses. Mm. Oh, the medallions! But in the trailer, you could make it seem like the medallions were important before 80 minutes into the mm-hmm. 108-minute movie. I'd know your shitty hair anywhere, Philip Bosco. But wait, Leo. who got him? Oh the no, priest! The priest. Take off the Budweiser hat, but you take can the lid off. Sunglasses. Right, his his sniper killer sunglasses. Uh-huh. You got the medallions. On we go. Oh, Philip Bosco wouldn't notice him. <laughs> you didn't even see him when he walked into the no. police station at the time. No, Philip Bosco's. I forgot to show the Acme written on the side of that dynamite. Yep. 
Ooh, there we go. Idahoan mashed potatoes, no name brand. Oh yes, here we go with the with the hot dogs. Okay, when does Leo start suspecting? Oh, and we're gonna go to a country house again, just like the first movie. Oh, and there are dogs. That's what the hot dogs are for. I'm remembering so much of this. Honestly, if you had just done it as like a hard PG TV movie, it would have been better. Mm. Not like a lot better, but I feel like this pretty much it feels on the same level as the first one. Like the first one was a really soft R. Because the first one, yeah, but I'm saying this one has more nudity. This one has more nudity, yeah. But and like it's crueler in the violence. There's like a higher body count, and they're nastier to the people. But I'm just saying, in terms of future franchise potential, they should have. I don't know. They should have sold it to Paramount and had Paramount turn it into one of their first, you know, when Paramount was looking for their first ever network show. Oh yeah. 10 years. Right. Like this, this would have been a good cornerstone to something. Special guest star. Magnum PI's dogs. Mm -hmm. Who just got outsmarted. All right. Hey, is that snow? And this is, of course, the uh, this is real special effects, so it's cheaper to do them during the day than at night. So, <laughs> as opposed to your uh, Marvel and Star Wars, I guess, where everything's at night and, and DC, right? Most of the DC shits at night. It barely see the shit. We were watching something and it was during the action was during the day. And I was like, oh, did they splurge extra? <laughs> I can't remember what it was, though. That is uh, just across the way from the speed boating in uh, Weekend at Bernie's. It is a shame right. that I don't have four days of no nothing to do because I would cut I would do a super cut of Jaws we could have birdies this everything else we've had on a boat the fucking uh, grocery store scene you cut it with a Married to the Mob and Weekend and Hunter like it's just in the other aisle and you know what fucking Father of the Bride yeah just fuck it why not ugh Oh, it's knockout gas. Is that what you were using on your girlfriend on your girlfriend's ex-husband? Like that would explain why things went wrong. Why he was all dizzy and goofy and hey, wanna turn a smoke machine off. Huh? So cool. <laughs> oh, to dance for you, Raleigh. Oh God. And since uh, smartphones don't exist, Brian Brown's got no idea what Raleigh's up to, right? Like, no. Except he has a mobile phone. 
Oh, that's right. The pool he's, ball he's thing. Just, yeah, he's, he's okay. busy bullshitting with these guys. So There was a pool table in his apartment. Do you think there was a cut scene establishing this kind of shit? Like, yeah, more likely. Because for somebody who hasn't been doing this for five years, he's been doing a lot of prep work on it. Yeah, he like, knows how to. He knows his shit. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, I didn't hear anybody. The cheapest undercover operation ever. We've had no shots of anybody else. <sighs> Why does this feel like another stakeout? It feels like another a little bit like another stakeout. <laughs> Oh, do they have smartwatches? Is that what this was? Okay. Yeah. Earlier on, he had. Um, yeah, in the. Uh, but they showed him with the uh, the blueprints early on. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Does brother man get thrown into the water somehow? Hey, that's not supposed to be in there. <laughs> oh what the <laughs> wow yep raleigh just has a dart shooting remote controlled submarine around it's just something raleigh's got see this is so fx the the tv movie before the series mm-hmm FX the pilot. <clears throat> Maybe with better music, because that theme is bad. Um yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> so it's Brian Dennehy versus five. So Phil Bosco is the only one of the cops in on it. It appears. So far. Uh oh. Oh. <sighs> we killed off his love interest from the first one, and this is what we did in the second one. Asshole moves. For Leo. Wow. Coded message. <laughs> Don't let him speak any further.
Ooh, look at that ponytail. Wow. That is a <laughs> choice. Early 90s. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, see, yeah, not no lethal means here, just good old fashioned. I gotta get rid of you. I mean, this that must have been what it was like in the R rated cut, too, because like. They wouldn't have gone back and re. I don't. I don't think it's that they went and reshot anything. So it was going to be a really mild R anyway. Right, just like the first one. Because you watch the first one, it just don't deserve to be a rated R movie. It's just, you know, I guess violent in the wrong spots. Yeah. Okay, is the gardener in the background going to figure into this at all? Uh, yeah. Okay. Just to make sure it wasn't a, a thing. But yes, uh, they're pointing it out to us a lot now. Yeah. Uh, Kevin J in his trembly ass voice. Hey, who's out of it? You know who they should have gotten for that part is Ralph Macchio. Post Karate Kid 3, pre um, My Cousin Vinny. That would have been perfect for him. Yeah. A breakthrough role. A good tone shift for him. Mm-hmm. Break that typecasting. I almost thought that was Earl Bowen for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the first one did a better job casting. Like, this one's fine, but, like, the first one's got a real personality to it. Well, the budget went to Brown and Dennehy, probably mostly. Yeah. It's the uh, <laughs> it's the Vatican being dirty or something. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> she's not in it for the money but she's willing to kill Leo <sighs> I mean the first movie had Jerry Orbach as the mafia so this movie's got this guy like, yeah. I feel like we deserved somebody. <laughs> Bring somebody over, you know, from New York to uh, to Canada there. Uh-huh. Not Leo. Leo too. What a hard sequel this is. Damn this sequel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we have explosions going off near the helicopter, but none of them are damaging the helicopter. And you can tell the helicopter from certain shots is obviously a miniature. Okay, so... A burning man just ran in and dropped a bag of coins. <laughs> Blanks. Oh, but these weren't blanks. <laughs> What the hell is Raleigh doing out there? I feel like whatever he's doing is more interesting than what we're doing in here. They're about to. I remember this. They're about to show the whole shebang. It was her cat that gave it away, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How tough is is FX2 going to get? Not that tough. Well, that is if it were a really hard rated R. Right. It would have gave her a little... And a little payback. On that wall. <laughs> yep. Who's that? Oh, that's the mob guy. Is he supposed to have a really bad... Oh, no. That was a stuntman for Brian Dennehy who was wearing a very bad gray wig or toupee. 
and looked more like the mafioso than <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> the finest stuntman available on this lake in Toronto. Oh, I just remembered what the joke is here. Yeah. Ah, kids will never guess. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> they all float down here. Uh. I don't know. Like, you couldn't have done a weekly with them, but you could have done a series of TV movies with them. Yeah. The most successful of those really was the Perry Mason. Nobody else went that long. Columbo. Columbo, but he had the show to start. The Perry Mason was a little bit different. Yeah. Like the guest star shit. Oh, real dummy. Is this um, where the uh, the dynamite comes into play? Mm, oh no, he blew the dynamite. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Philip Bosco can't fly. <laughs> oh, is this so we can have the ending where they're someplace and it's a surprise? This better at least be them since it's the most. I don't. Is that? I don't think that's. That could have been stand ins. That could have easily been stand ins. Especially since <laughs> the joke then being that Brian Dennehy was reluctant goes against the previous scene. Yeah. Where's his fucking girlfriend? Uh, she's just safe and tucked away, I guess. Oh, look at that. Holy shit. They really did abandon her. 
They really did just drop her. Okay, so that's what happened to Rachel Ticketon's film career. She did this and yeah, completely. She nobody's seen her since the fucking end of the second act of Connie Cunningham treatment. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, whatever. Of course, all this location stuff is you know because of the. Uh, the oh, international she, producers, you know, Bluey, production team. Cynthia Quinn and Carl Bauman is what it said for Bluey. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that wasn't Boogaloo Shrimp. I thought it was. There's a lot of ADR voices based on characters created by. Well, I mean, fucking uh, what's his name? Bill Condon wrote. At least one of those USA original movies. Yeah. The Pierce, I think he wrote Murder 101 with Pierce Brosnan. He might have directed it too. But like I could see this as being a franchise for the USA network. Like yeah. that's not out of executive producer Brian Mr. Brown. Brian Brown. Yeah, he wanted, yeah, you know he wanted a fucking FX2. Subcredit. Yeah. Bringing in them residuals. Is 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 coming up next on Showtime. <laughs> That's so funny when you think about it. You know, like you're you're some fucking teenage boy looking through the cable guide. You're like, I'm not watching FX two. It's PG thirteen. I'm gonna watch four R rated movies that have got no. Uh, <laughs> no, capital N in it. I can't remember what cable guides used to look like. Lucas Arts did some of the uh, computers. I think it just said, "Yeah, that's no fucking way." I've never watched it this long to know. Oh, is this the? It's trapped, still trapped on a building at the end of Adventures of Babysitting. Holy <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> you think you're the only superhero in the world, Philip Bosco? Right. Wow. Wow. They had a lot of confidence. <laughs> a lot of confidence. That Eddie How would you like to join our team? That fucking log. No, at the, at the very end, <laughs> Fury shows up to Raleigh. <laughs> Pretty tricky mm. special effects there. I need a new right eye. <laughs> Los Angeles unit so I bet that opening stuff was actual backlot for a bit I bet they did the all the opening shit on a backlot so they could control all that fire uh, gosh this this HBO transitional commercial music mm-hmm. 
later tonight. I mean, Lalo Schifrin was not a young man at this point either. <laughs> like, no, this is a little too uh, early 90s hip for somebody like him. Yeah. What what uh, apprentice did he have do this? Right. Just put his name to it. Late night on Cinemax. Shot on location, Toronto, Universal Studios, Los Angeles. Yep, back lot. Um, Power Boating no. Canada magazine. Okay. Interesting. <clears throat> Eastman. THX. Yeah. 1991. So Orion did not sit on this for a year. Probably. No. Got this out there and tried to make some money. Yeah, they fast tracked this shit out there. Doty Fayed. So that that's where your uh, international sort yeah. of locations come from. Huh. Yeah. Leo and Raleigh will return and. In FX, the series, FX, the series, which does not have a Leah, or it has a Leo. It, it in does. It? I think so. That you were talking about Leo the Lion, and I was like, I didn't realize that you knew it was an MGM show. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> FX and Amityville, or whatever the fuck. Remember oh, they did God. one. Yeah. They did do a series, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and it was MGM. Yeah, it was weird. It was like the only thing. MGM ever Poltergeist, did. the legacy, and or was it Polter? It was Poltergeist, the legacy. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen the FX the series though, so no, I probably caught it. It was one of those that came on like before or after Highlander, <laughs> so I'm sure I came across it at least once, and whatever episode it was was forgettable. So fuck that show. <laughs> Who's even on the Cameron Dotto? Oh, mm-hmm. wow. That was who played Raleigh, Cameron Dotto. Mm-hmm. Nope, he no, was Australian. <clears throat> it had multiple seasons. Wait, how long was it on? <laughs> it was on for 40 episodes. So that's what, in syndication, that's what, two and a half seasons? Maybe two seasons Peter solid. Dobson as Leo. Peter Dobson. That's uh Kojak's homeboy. Yeah. And Dots Landing dude, right? Yeah. I or have is no memory. I have no memory of this guy. It's it's definitely Kojak. Yeah, you're right. You've got it. That's who okay. it is. But he left after the first season. Oh. And then I don't know. Somebody you know what else? Was another one of those shows the one with the the Mountie? Yeah, uh, remember that one? <laughs> Northern, not, not Northern Exposure, Due North. Oh, uh, Due North. Yeah, Due North with fucking what's his face who never could make it in the U.S. That fucking uh, the sidekick on it. Um, how is that not more popular? I don't even know how long that was on. Is that the right name? That might not be the right name. No, it's got to be something. Wait, is this something it? North? 
due north yeah it's just no longer anywhere near the top of google results that's kind of sad yeah david marciano took forever to take off in the u.s and it was only because of that jeffrey on fucking civil wars hell yeah okay (laughs) so um leo gets killed off for at the end of the first season and then somebody else takes over for him oh well and that has nothing to do with the movies it's another uh tv version compared to the movie version because they did a movie sequel i doubt they would kill off Dennehy. yeah it is unless he was just through with them i mean i guess the dude looks he's got like a fucking what a weird weird thing it's just funny by that point you might as well just pay Brian Brown. <laughs> yeah, like they hired some kind of I mean he he's got a fancy mullet, like he's a heartthrob, like it's oh wow, Maria Conchita Alonso did a two-parter. That's a little bit mm. surprising. <laughs> it's a name I haven't heard in a while. She was like, Yeah, I'll go to I'll go to Canada. <laughs> Um, Scott Cohen did a couple episodes of it. Carrie Ann Moss was a regular the first season. I realized she did a lot of shows back mm-hmm. in the day. People did a lot of shows back in the day. Um, if you were Canadian, I think. Yeah. Everybody's got their little Canadian TV show. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. I don't know. It's, it's out on DVD if somebody wants to watch it. Apparently, it still takes place in New York, but they filmed oh, it in God. Canada in 1996 through 98. So it's going to be really obvious. Yeah. Same streets over and over again. Oh, wow. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think I don't, I don't know what it's got to be like coming across syndicated television. Now. <laughs> like a lot of them are the same. Like there's one show from canada that's been on for years now that's still on that one with the horses fucking uh oh heartland or heartland yeah, yeah that yeah. that's big shit up there like, yeah but i mean that's just a hallmark movie basically like but i'm like I'm, I'm more talking about like in the 90s when you had fucking syndicated hits it wasn't like the special effects were good highlander xena Robocop. Robocop, but Robocop <laughs> wasn't a hit. But even the popular ones, like the special effects weren't good. That's different from now, where I mean everything has the you know, has CGI. So it's either good CGI, dark good CGI, dark bad CGI, or bad CGI. Like it's all the same. Yeah. I don't know. Like those those shows were really uh, uh they were played as cheapo, you know. They weren't, um, yeah, it was like they were, they were B, they were, yeah, they were like the B movie of TV, or more or less, especially if they were, um, shows that started <laughs> on a network and then oh, got, oh, and then went syndicated, syndication, Ooh. yeah, yeah, that's that's not really the same as now when <laughs> you go from the network to award, streaming. Yeah, they, do they network do, to streaming, but they're they not going to do. Gonna yeah, do. Streaming, but. What even is syndicated in 
in 2022 because somewhere it's got a home base. Like, I'll bet Heartland, you can watch it in Canada. I mean, it's out on DVD. Heartland is a so if it's a syndication hit, yeah, it's that's different because like and it's a syndication hit here. Um, I want to say the last syndicated show that might have been a hit or that people followed a couple of years ago, they were talking about underground a lot. Was underground syndicated though? I think so, because it wasn't um I thought it I don't was think it was I don't think it was like you know CW or anything. I think it was just no, it was um it was definitely not, you know, major network. Yeah, that didn't get renewed, fuckers. I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah. That was the Aldous Hodge. Yep, Aldous Hodge. <clears throat> Original network, WGN America. So it was... That's syndicated. That's syndicated, but it was their attempt at first... Major. First yeah, it was, it was, you know, first party content for them. Oh, and that... Motherfucker, I didn't... Why? What's the? Why do they say it got canceled? I have. I now have my suspicions because it's now owned by that Sinclair Broadcasting. Those pieces of shit. Whoa. Yeah. Ah, so, um, <laughs> FX two. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's FX two. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it was very unspectacular sequel. Yeah, um, but you know, nothing. Nothing exciting, nothing outstanding. I mean, it's a good time waster. Yeah, it's fine. Not horrible. Well, it's, it's a it's a step down from the first one, but you know, pretty yeah, much anything was <laughs> like, what were you gonna do? Like, since they pretty much, you know, it, it's basically the first movie remixed. Yeah, in a way. So it's yeah, it really does feel like a pilot for something. Yeah, but it's like, fun. Here's what we could do on television right. every week. And they were like, excuse me. And they were like, no, we won't give you a million dollars a week for this. Release it in the theaters. They were like, shit, okay. <laughs> you just gotta you gotta kill off a beloved character. Like, jeez. <laughs> so uncool. That shit came out of nowhere. So like, uncool. What? Got fucking shot Damn. while eating an egg roll. So uncool. Uh-huh. Like, you bring her back. You introduce the idea that it's gonna like figure in. Nope, it's just and fucking turn Leo into the Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Shit. Yep. You give him a Marvel character origin story right then and there. <laughs> he recovers from that so fast. He recovers. Yeah, that from was that the weird part. Whoa, so that, fast. Be, you know, for a while, I guess he figured. Well, I got a plan B here. With uh, Gleason, like, Joanna Gleason. Yeah, like when fucking there was at least one Dirty Harry movie where his partner gets shot and he's just like, oh, he got shot, bye. And it's like, <laughs> and I think it's the one that starts with the guy going, I'm going to get shot and you're not going to care. And he's like, no, of course not. What? Though Leo did get sad at his bar. Yeah. So the, but then he got so over it. Scene. <laughs> then he got the over movie. it. Yep, the very the Skinamax scene. <laughs> Weird. Oh, shit. Uh, um, what do we say we're doing next? Oh, Fright Night. So next we are doing the Fright Night duology. No remake. Uh, no, absolutely not. Wait Sorry, a Anton Yelchin. 
What? Wait a second. Can we do? Isn't there a sequel to the remake? There's a sequel to the remake, but <laughs> nobody is. Oh. Yeah, it's it's basically yeah. a remake of. Uh, from what I read about it, it's it's yeah, it's, it's an. Yeah, old. It's the yeah. I'm not going there. Directed video sequel. It's just oddly a remake of the first one, and it's just inexplicable why they do that. And no diss to Anton Yelchin. We're not doing the, the remake. Sorry. Who's the mom? That is, I believe it was Tony Collette. Okay. And Imogen Poots. Is the girl next door. Was the girl. Oh my, wow. Who's the... He was. They were really, she was good in that though. Yeah. <laughs> I wish she was a more shit I actually want to see. Um, <laughs> I probably would have even gave Why the Last Man a shot if she actually stayed in it. Is that over already? Did it get canceled? Yeah, it came and went. After all that for nothing. 15 years, it came yeah. and went. <sighs> well, there you go. Um, <laughs> less Why the Last Man episodes than FX the series episodes, folks. Um... Yeah, so Fright Night with William Ragsdale. So we have got some recurring cast members this summer. No, I won't promise to do it. It'd be cool to do like a trailer of the summer of all the duologies running all the cast members together. But that seems like a lot of work. But you just have to download the videos from you, the trailers from YouTube. I don't know, though. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but anyway, so it is uh, William Ragsdale and Chris, Chris Sarandon. Sarandon and Roddy, and McDowell. Roddy McDowell. And 1985 was the first one. It was a pretty solid hit, and it got pretty good hmm. notices. Like big, big, way big on video. And then a big um, video hit. I've never seen Friday Night Two, but I've heard it sucks. No, so. No. Oh yes, yes. Oh, Friday Night Two is very good. I, I, well, it, as a sequel to, it's very to me, it's underrated. I okay. think. All but right. We shall see. But uh, it does have it has its problems, but uh, I think it's okay. All right. Well, I'll really check, I'm good. gonna I'll check it out before we do, since I've never seen it. I'll have to catch up on it. But uh, yeah. all right, so. That is it for FX, and we are back to uh, the United States for filming next time. Fright Night 1 at least filmed in the U.S. I'm, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's to- it was totally on the, the lot. It was on the, the lot? lot? Okay. There yeah. you go. It was on the lot. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, that's about it. Yep. So we'll see you till next time for Fright Night. Good evening, kids.